Hello everyone, welcome back to yet another episode of Lincoln's Musical Podcast. Now, I'm coming to you live this evening, this fine, fine evening, or whatever time you're getting this, and uh, today we will be talking about Mary Poppins the Musical, but before we get into that, I just want to let you all know, for those of you who are just joining us, Welcome to the Lincoln's Musical Podcast. This is the podcast where I break down my Spotify playlist called Musical Till I Die, which, if that doesn't indicate enough, is my playlist of musicals that I love. Because if there's something you don't know about me, I love musicals. I do. I really, really, really do. So, what I do is I kind of go in here and I'm breaking them down one by one, obviously. I talk about my experience with the musical. Um, I talk about my, why I like it, what's impacted me, and if it's a show, I will dreamcast it, and that's kind of how it works. Sometimes I'll do movie musicals, sometimes I'll do uh, TV episodes of that are musicals, and sometimes I will bring on guest stars. That's right, and it's always a lot of fun when we bring guest stars on here. This one I am flying solo, but that's okay too. We start solo, we're going to continue today solo, and we'll go from there. And I'm sorry that that just sounded really weird, but what can you do when I am in this very weird mode? I don't know if y'all know, I don't know when you're getting this, but I'm heading back to school soon, so, well, whatever heading back really means right now, but I'm kind of in this weird headspace, and, you know, I just feel like whenever I'm in a weird headspace, if I'm down, I'm not down, but, you know, I want to talk about musicals, so we're going to talk about musicals, if that's alright with you. So here we go. Let's jump into it. So today, we are talking about Mary Poppins the Musical, which opened in the West End in 2004 and opened on Broadway in 2006. Now, I know Mary Poppins is a Disney classic, obviously, but a lot of people don't know about the musical. I'm probably being very, uh, very confident when I say that, but I don't hear it talked about much. I mean, it's probably performed a lot, don't get me wrong. I know I have several friends who have been in more various performances of um, Mary Poppins. I have a friend who played Mr. Banks in one of his productions of it, um, in a production he did of it. Um, however, what I do know is, is that it's, it's a very niche musical. It's not as big as other Disney musicals, like, it doesn't get, and when I say that, I mean, I don't hear it talked about. Like, when I think Disney musicals that get talked about, I think Aladdin, I think Frozen, I, you know what I'm saying? I think of those. I don't really think of, here. I don't hear people say, oh my god, I love Mary Poppins, and it's a real shame. Um, but yeah, like I said, that it started in 2006 on Broadway, 2004 in the West End. Um, give you a brief summary, like I do, if you don't know what it's about. It kind of meshes together, it it blends the book, which was written by P.L. Travers, and it also misses bits, like, bits of the movie. So it's kind of blending it all together to tell its own story. Um, very straightforward. It's the Banks children who who are, are, are require a nanny, from the parents' perspective, so they send up for a nanny. Mary Poppins, this seemingly magical, larger-than-life nanny, appears to kind of seemingly help the children, but ultimately brings the entire family together. And... I'll get into this later, but I think the show does a fantastic job of showing all the family's perspectives and really seeing how they grow throughout this piece. Um, I've seen it live once. Um, I don't remember it all that well, but we're going to get into that. That's kind of the summary of it, and it's very sweet. It's very interesting, and, and I'll describe it. 
But let, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's go ahead and jump right in to my experience, how I came to love it, how I came to, and kind of my ultimate experience with it. So yeah, let's get into it. So um, this is around the, t when I first got Mary Poppins, I I must have, I think it was one of those times where I was getting a soundtrack, a broad soundtrack for my birthday. And it was an interesting year. I think I, it was just, I had just gotten Shrek and I think I had gotten Lion King. Um, and so I didn't really, you know, I got Mary Poppins and I was, and those shows both started with like big, like intense numbers. So to get this, and, and Chim Tim Marie, the prologue is really bright. Um, but I, I guess I wasn't expecting that. And it wasn't really, compared to other shows, like, like I said, like, like earlier, Shrek and Lion King, I didn't really gravitate toward this one, if that makes any sense. I didn't graduate, gravitate toward it at first. I was like, oh, this is good, but it's not great, if that makes any sense of what I'm saying right now. So I kind of just listened to it on and off again, whereas Shrek and Lion King like, were blowing up and were kind of the soundtrack of my life for a little bit. Um, Mary Poppins never was. And so after a while, I kind of just went into, I like to think middle school. I think it was middle school and, uh, maybe before middle school, might have been before middle school, middle school, probably if, if before middle school, then definitely fifth grade. Um, my mom and I, I think my brother and my dad were out of town, maybe on a camping trip and we purchased the movie of Mary Poppins on On Demand. And that's, I think, when I really got into it. Um, and so I, I, I listened, I, I loved that, um, and I thought it was really clever, I thought it was really good. It kind of, it felt like a more mature Disney movie for me. Because I had watched a bunch of animated Disney movies, and I had watched some Disney Channel, but it kind of felt a really weird area, a real great area, and I think that's what Mary Poppins is, is about, it's very, it's very energetic, it's definitely a Disney thing, but at the same time, it's very deep, it's very meaningful, like, I sit down, like, I would, my best recommendation, you want to see the movie, and I know we're here talking about the musical, but if you want to see the movie, and you really want to enjoy it, and you really want to be introspective, I, wait until it rains, no, I'm not kidding here, Where, wait till it's really cloudy outside, it's rainy, and it's a rainy day, and you just go get in your, your pajamas, sit on the couch with your friends and your family or whoever you're with. Or you, it can be by yourself. I recommend it with someone, but it can be by yourself. And just turn it on. Go on your Disney Plus. If you have the DVD, do that. And just watch Mary Poppins. I guarantee you it will be the most profound and interesting experience you ever have. Because there are some really deep moments in that movie. Like where it's, they just relies on the dialogue and the sing and the music. And I was not expecting that. I mean, there's a lot of fun stuff in the movie too by all means but for me it's always been that interesting movie it's been like that really deep like like I end up thinking a lot while also being really tired and just watching a movie um it's definitely probably one of those more profound Disney movies I've ever watched it's not dark like say Hunchback of Notre Dame or you know um Pocahontas is but it's Definitely also not one of those really bright ones like Beauty and the Beast or Snow White and the Seven Doors if you get, one of them, if you get my drift. Um, there's no real, like, cliche Disney villain of the piece. There's just, it's just literally a family and a nanny and the family being put back together and seeing how society plays in that role and what it does and how it looks. And it's really interesting. Um, 
So around that time, I started getting back into the soundtrack. I kind of had my resurgence of the musical into me. I started watching the trailer. I lost the trailer for the show. Um, I started watching behind the scenes videos and I started to kind of re-get back into it and step in time. And this is going to be very embarrassing. Not, no, you know what? No, this is one of my proud moments. Forget that. I'm, I'm proud of this. Um, I, in fourth grade, started, and this is going to sound crazy, um, and I think this is actually out of order now, I started a flash mob um, during recess um, to the song of Step in Time and all of my grade. And this was public school, and there were, like, a lot of kids, a lot of kids, um, like, 30, 40, and everyone in my grade kind of just, we, like, spent the whole recess basically created this giant con like conga line, and it was probably my proudest moment of that year, um, honestly, now that I even look back. It's one of my proudest moments, period. Fourth grade was a weird year for me, um, but that was definitely a high point, um, but yeah, and I think if you, I, my friends, I don't, I don't even think any of my friends remember it, but I personally do completely. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where we're at with that. Um, but yeah, looking looking at that, so that was called also a point where Mary Poppins was big in my life. But after I watched the movie, kind of went out of my head, and then I I put it on the soundtrack uh, on my, on my musical till I die playlist, and I guess listened to it again, and it was I think I was preparing for an exam. I, I must have been, and so, because I, I was like, the soundtrack was like, I think about like an hour or so, and so, and I listened to a bunch of stuff, um, and, and, and I think around this time, I just kind of was like, wow, I haven't listened to this in quite a bit. Oh, also, so I know I, I let this out, but again, like my love of this musical is a niche and hazy one, as is the history. I remember, I went to Dallas on musicals with my family to go see it, and it was great. Um, and I remember that semi-well, um, again, I know it sounds like I'm being really flighty about this musical, but again, it's just an interesting piece, and it's not, it's not one of those, like, you know, it, it, it's an interesting piece, to say the very least. Um, but yeah, no, so I, I listened to it again, I was like, wow, this is really deep, this is kind of the exact vibe of the Mary Poppins movie, in that it's very gray area, it's not super, super bright, but not really horror dark it's a little bit of that it's a very gray area movie if that musical if that makes any sense it's very true to the movie in that way and honestly i think the books are like that so i think if that was the inspiration which i think it was then they really hit it on the dot um and so i think i really respect it for that um but yeah that's kind of my history with it and so every now and and so even now every now and again um when i'm not obsessing with stuff like this summer has been little shop of horrors jersey boys um the summer before was prom whenever i'm not in that routine of those musicals that i love that are more mainstream every so often i will delve back into mary poppins for an hour or so listen to that soundtrack with songs just step in time but also songs like being mrs banks and, and cherry tree lane that are very very long and there's a song on there, Jolly Holiday with Mary, is actually extended to 10 minutes long in the soundtrack. And so, you know, and I don't, and I think the fact that I don't listen to it a lot make, is, is, is enhances the quality of it for me because each time I know something different that I didn't notice before, you know? And I think that that's kind of the beauty of it, 
the beauty of what I have when I listen to it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of really how I feel about it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my experience with it. And I don't know. Like I say, I don't think I said this enough, but a lot of these shows, um, I, the, my history with them is never done. I would say that. I never think, like, I can walk away from, from a show or a musical for years, come back to it, and have a whole new experience with it. I firmly believe that. Um, you know, I, I, there are some that I listen to all the time just because they're great, um, but Mary Poppins is definitely an example that I can walk away from it for months, maybe even years, and come back with a new appreciation for it. And so my story with this show is not over by any stretch of the imagination. Um, and so that's kind of the story as, as it stands right now. And I know this has been a very vague one. This is, the much, I think, the, probably the most vague it's ever been. Um, but yeah, that's so now I'm going to review it, and hopefully I'll be less vague. Um, it's very good. It's good. It's definitely good. I don't, I don't think I have a single one here that's been bad. And as I say that, I'll probably find some more down the line that I think were bad. But for the time being, I haven't had a bad experience with one yet. And this one's no exception. This one's been really good. It's, like I said, very introspective. Um, it's got some very bright, big numbers, but there's also, like, it's contrasted and juxtaposed by some very really small self-contained songs almost that are it's very character driven by i can totally tell you that it is very much so here a character driven piece not a lot of story being moved forward i don't think the soundtrack doesn't require doesn't, doesn't clue you in on everything that's happening in the story it really is kind of about and they and also uh, it's really just about the characters and how they're moving in the song and what they're figuring out and how they're feeling also I think this soundtrack does a great job of songs such as Spoonful of Sugar, Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, and obviously you know that Seven Time influenced me a lot as I quite literally started a fourth grade flash mob. Also, fourth grade flash mob is probably not my favorite phrase, and I'm going to use that. I don't know when it'll ever come in conversation, but I'm going to use it when it does. Um, but And that's why I love this podcast, because I can have phrases that say fourth grade flash mob, and it's okay. Um... But yeah, no, it, it, it the the Disney the Disney movie, the songs that are iconic from that, this show does really 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 well and actually expands them, and are they're added lyrics that really aid in it. Oh, if you really want an example of how I feel about this soundtrack and how I feel about this movie, listen to "Feed the Birds" in this soundtrack. Powerful. I get I get goosebumps. Like I I literally like drowned out what my work was and just sat in the power of that song because it's Mary Poppins and the bird woman singing it and it's the two voices are so good that I, I it, it gets me every time it really really does I, I, there's no other way to put it I, I am shook by that song and by that the soundtrack um and so yeah it, it really is an interesting uh way of looking at it and um but yeah, no, I mean it, it. It is truly something. So that that's kind of my review of it. It it's great. It's it's really good. I wouldn't. It's not like your your average like ha good times musical. I definitely wouldn't. I'm gonna say I wouldn't do this while you are just you know running like running around like doing a million things. If you want to listen to like work music, this is not like chore music. This is more like okay. I have like a 
three or four hour long task I need to do, or I need, or I am in no, I have nowhere to be for a couple of hours. The soundtrack is not a bunch of hours, but you'll probably, if you're anything like me, you will be sitting there thinking for a few hours after that, even after you've gone to the next thing. Um, so yeah, that's kind of what I would say about this, um, about that, about the soundtrack. And, um, my favorite song, definitely Step In Time, obviously, uh, my least favorite, and I, again, I, I always hate doing this part, you all know, you all know that I, I hate it, um, but I gotta be honest, uh, it's probably gonna be Chim Chim, um, Chim Chimini, Chim Chim Chiru, and I'm probably mispronouncing how that song goes, um, in the soundtrack, it's the only song I think from the movie that doesn't do right. I don't know, I personally prefer the movie version of the song other than the musical version of it in this instance, but overall, I love it. Overall, I really, really, really love what it ha this song, this soundtrack has to offer. Um, and so, I'm about to kind of go into, you know, I'm about to break down what I love about, you know, about, I'm going to break down my, I'm going to start the Dreamcast, um, my favorite part. Um, and as y'all know, for those of y'all who are just joining us, Dreamcasting is where, I probably had this earlier, but Dreamcasting is where I imagine that I have a lot of money and I can go see this show, whether it's canceled or not. And if I could, ca if it was a revival or whatever, and if it was a one night, maybe two nights and I want to double cast, because I, I sometimes do, um, I cast and say, who would I love to see in this role? And I go from there. So I'm going to go ahead and go into that. Um, so here we go, and this is actually, spoiler, this is not the entire cast because there's a bunch more people than I expected. We're gonna go down to who I consider the, like, the really important characters, just because there's a lot of people on this list, and I want to make sure we, we have this done in a reasonable amount of time. Um, but yeah, no, I think this is gonna be a lot of fun. Get ready, strap in, we're gonna start dreamcasting. So, um, when this first aired in London... Mary Poppins was played by Laura Michelle Kelly. Uh, give her a long shout. She, on the soundtrack, is amazing. Truly an amazing talent. Uh, and I think she kills it. So, But if I had to cast someone for Mary Poppins today, and this is going to be interesting, and I'm curious to see what yours is. I'm, I, we can't comment on these things, but um, if you could cast Mary Poppins, I might drop something on Instagram and post like, if you could cast anyone as, as Mary Poppins, who would you cast? Um, but yeah, I'm going to say Kristen Bell. And I know that's interesting. You're probably like, wait, Kristen Bell? Whoa. I mean, I know you pick celebrities sometimes, but that's how I feel. Like, why the, why, Kristen, uh, why Kristen Bell? Well, and I'm going to, I don't know. I think she has a great quality of voice. And she's... It was in a skit, but she played Mary Poppins, and I could completely buy her as Mary Poppins if, like, she just went, if she was completely serious, and she went on stage and performed I Know the Songs, and I think she could do a good job of it. That's my opinion. I know you all probably have a bunch of other people you wouldn't like, rather see, but for me, I want to see Kristen Bell as Mary Poppins. That's just, and I think with a big celebrity name like that, you're definitely going to draw in a bunch of Disney fans, a bunch of, um, just... Kristen Bell fans in general, uh, she's an amazing person, very wholesome, so I feel like you're going to get a good cast in there, get a good amount of people in seats, so if I could see anyone as Mary Poppins, it would be her. Uh, then on to 
Bert. Ooh, this is important because Bert is an amazing character. I think he serves kind of as the narrator of the show, to be honest. Uh, and I think for that, I'm going to be honest here. And this one I really haven't thought ahead of. I, sometimes, I, sometimes I play in these Dreamcasts. Um, so I'm going to say for this one, uh, this is tough. You know what? I want um, Gavin Creel. And if you don't know who Gavin Creel is, he's played Burt before. He actually ran the behind the scenes of the Mary Poppins. But I gotta say, I want someone who I know has played Burt before. Gonna trust him on that. Um, again, I can't. I'm sure there are a bunch of people who could play this role perfectly. But, you know, in my head, it's just so interesting. It's a real weird headspace to be in. If you guys were in my brain, you would understand. Um, but, yeah, I'm gonna go say Gavin Creel. Gavin Creel is Burt. But Gal Gavin Lee is amazing. And. Oh my goodness, as Bert. Oh my lord, and and he and he's been in so many other things like SpongeBob SquarePants the musical. And by the way, that's a whole other beast. I'm not gonna get off topic. We'll talk about it another day. But again, Gavin Lee's amazing. But I want to see Gavin Creel just because I I do I do. So uh, moving on to of course George Banks, the father, and again a very weird choice in casting. I don't know how y'all are gonna feel, but James Corden. James Corden. Now, if I don't know, I think from seeing him play the Baker in Into the Woods, the movie, which we're gonna talk about that too at some point. But I think this character needs like some depth to it, and will be a very depth to it. I don't know, depth, depth. And I think seeing James Corden play this character with some intrigue would be very interesting. And again, he's a He's experienced on the stage and screen. He could kill it, too. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to say James Corden for sure. Um, then Winifred Banks, the mother, uh, give Lindsay, I'm not going to try, uh, Hadley, I'm probably mispronouncing that last name. Um, for her, the mother, I'm going to say Emily Blunt. And I know you're probably like, for the Into the Woods fans, are like, oh, I see what you did there. But I genuinely think she could do a good job. And she kills it in Mary Poppins as returns as Mary Poppins, but for this, I feel like she would do a better job as the mom. Her voice quality could sing being Mrs. Banks really, really well, and I just think it would be good. I would like to see that. I don't know. That's Maybe it's just me, but I would definitely like to see uh, her play Miss Banks. <laughs> Mrs. Banks, that is. Uh, moving right along to Jane Banks, one of the, the daughter. Uh, this is a very interesting one. Uh, shout out to the OG Janes, Charlotte Spencer, Carrie Hope Fletcher. You all are amazing. Lots of love your way. Um, being on Broadway that young, you're doing something right. Um, for this casting, and this is interesting, because again, I, I, I'm trying to be as candid on this one that I have genuinely not thought about who I would like to see play Jane and Michael, who are young enough, young actors... I respect them in a lot of ways, and I think, honestly, <clears throat> excuse me, um, I think Lula Crawford, if she, I think she could do it. I don't know if she's old enough, but I still think she would be a good Jane. I'm gonna say it. I think I've seen her in Into the Woods again. I'm drawing a lot from Into the Woods in this in this one. I can notice notice that. But she's been Annie on Broadway. Um, then of course for Michael, um, here. And again, this is tough, because y'all, I, I swear, I have not thought of this in advance. Um, again, we need someone young, 
And again, I am tempted to go from Into the Woods casting Daniel Huddlestone, if I'm mispronouncing or saying the wrong last name, who played Jack in Into the Woods, and Gavroche in Les Mis, the film. Again, I just, I gotta go with my Into the Woods gut. And I'm really digging into a lot of Into the Woods actors. That's a surprise. We'll see if, if Meryl Streep pops up in here, but, you know, maybe. Uh, shout out to uh, Henry uh, Slot, who played the OG Michael. Respect, man. Again, Young Inches on Broadway. We love to see it. Um, then, of course, Miss Andrew, Mr. Banks' old nanny and kind of a, a, a monster. And this one's going to be interesting. I wonder y'all think of this. Jane Lynch. Now, Jane Lynch, where do I begin with this amazing talent, amazingly talented woman? Uh, let's see. Uh, do you know her from Glee as Sue Sylvester? You probably do. Do you know? If you don't, then you probably know her from Annie on Broadway as the old mean lady from Bra from Annie. Don't know her name. It's probably just eluding me right now. But she's done so much. She's such a funny presence. And I think hearing her do Brimstone and Treacle and Brimstone, Brimstone and Treacle Part 2 and seeing Kristen Bell v. Jane Lynch, Mary Poppins v. Miss, Mrs. Andrew would be insanity and so much fun and so much star power on one stage. I would love to see that. Um... And for the Bird Woman, and just like I said before, let's give a shout out to Julia Sutton, but I told you Meryl Streep would be on this list, and you better know that I want to see her as the Bird Woman. Um, as you know, of course, she in Feed the Birds, the Bird Woman sings in the song as well as Miss Mary Poppins, and so to see, I can just hear, hearing Kristen Bell and Meryl, and Meryl Streep sing Feed the Birds in the soundtrack, like, go listen to the song. Um, from Mary Poppins the Musical, you'll see what I'm talking about. And also, Kristen Bell and Meryl Streep, this is like a star-sided cast, my God. Um, but yeah, I would love to see it. I would love to see it. I really would. Um, then, moving on to Mrs. Brill, who's kind of the comedic relief of the show. Now, again, this is going to be tough, and I think... I'm going with an obscure Glee cast. I think, I, I, you know what? No, none of that cast is obscure. Forget what I just said. Um, I'm going to go with Dot Marie Jones, who plays Coach Beast in Glee. Um, I don't know. I think she would have the comedic timing to do that role justice. And so I'm going to go with that. And then on to Robertson I, who's in the book but not in the movie. Let's give that boy some justice in the musical. Well done, Mary Poppins musical creators, you, um, who I didn't shout out earlier, which is my bad. Um, for Robertson I, I'm going to double cast. I want to see, uh, since I brought Don Marie Jones, I'm double casting. I want one night to see the great Lin-Manuel Miranda do it. And two, I want to see Matthew Morrison, who plays Mr. Schuster in Glee and was also Link Clark in the original Broadway production i think of hairspray i just think that would be really cool i like that idea a lot uh, plus dot marie johnson and, and matthew morrison have worked together in the past so plus to that um but yeah and lastly on our casting is miss mrs Corey, another character who was more featured prominently in the musical and actually sings in super halifragilis expialidocious you know what? I'm going to break it down again. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Also, shout out to the soundtrack for getting me to finally know how to say that and spell it out. Because I know, know, now know how to spell it. Um, 
But yeah, no, that's kind of um, for that. I think I'll, um, I I know who I want to have casted here. Um, you know what I know. And another Glee casting is Alex Newell, who played Unique in Glee and is in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, I believe. And I think is on Once on This Island. I'm pretty sure. I she looked really familiar in a, a promo that I saw of Once on This Island. Um. She has an amazing voice. Also, I just think she would do a good job of it. I think um, it would be interesting to see her do sing Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Literally listen to any song she's done on Glee, and I, I think you understand, you'll understand what a vocal powerhouse she is. She did a phenomenal rendition of I Know Where I've Been that is just beautiful and mind-blowing and, oh my gosh, well done to her. Um, but yeah, no, I think she would do a good job as Miss Corey. So I think that that brings us to the end of the dream casting. And this is a really star-studded cast, I gotta say. And as I'm thinking about it, Gavin Creel, I'm gonna double cast you. I love you, buddy. But I also, since we have such a powerhouse of a cast, we would be wrong to have Bert played. We need to get another star in here to play Bert, because Gavin Creel's a star, but we need somebody else. And that person is the one. The only Neil Patrick Harris. Now you tell me that would not be great. This man is fantastic. He has been in so many things. For me, the first thing that comes to my mind is the Smurfs movie. I know that sounds weird, but he's been in Glee for an episode. He is in How I Met Your Mother. Apparently, it's really good. I haven't checked it out yet. Um, he's been on Broadway. He's hosted the Tonys. He's just great. He's amazing. He can sing. He can dance. He's per a great performer. And I think would do a good job as Bert. So I'm going to double cast those two before I bring us to a close. So that, I think, about rounds us out with this episode, which has been a really off-kilter episode. This has been really weird. I don't know. I, I've liked this episode. Um, I like all the episodes. But this one hasn't been really a, a geek out so much as it's been a kind of psychological evaluation of the show. It holds a weird. It is. It holds a place in my heart. It's a weird place. It's a weird place in my brain and my heart. But I love it all the same, and I I, I wouldn't have it any other way than the way it is. It's very insightful. If you're looking for a musical that makes you become very methodical and philosophical and insightful, Mary Poppins is the one for you. It's got some great songs. It's got a good. It's got interesting vibes. What else could you want from a musical? Well, maybe there's other things. But I don't. I'm personally satisfied with it. So, yeah. So that kind of brings us to the end of this edition of Lincoln's Musical Podcast. Before we go, I want to give you all a shout out on what we're talking about next. The Phantom of the Opera. And oh my goodness, perhaps the most iconic love story in all of Broadway easily and you know i'm going to talk about that i'm going to try and get a guest star on there not going to promise it but i'm going to try my heart darn hardest for y'all because i really love the, the um the guest star episodes i love it i love it and the audio quality will be better than the suitsicle one i'm just saying that for when it gets dropped um and i'll mention that as well but again this is going to be where i tune off and i'm looking forward to that family of the opera episode but thank you again for tuning in and joining me on this journey of talking about Mary Poppins. I've officially caught it to the point where the episodes are on Spotify for me. I They've probably been dropping um, for a bit now. Um, but again, thank you for joining me. 
Thank you for coming along on this journey with me. And I'm going to tune off. So once again, this has been an episode of Lincoln's Musical Podcast. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye.